I wanted to share something which I realized. Two days ago, I was driving, listening to the radio, and some people talked about a bill to change rights in a certain law. Suddenly, I realized that, in fact, I have no rights, I deserve nothing, and I'm entitled for nothing. All this is actual, not real. It was like uh, a mountain disappearing from myself. It was so liberating to know, really, I have no rights. It's okay. And it was surprising also. Then I thought of something we call constitutional rights, like freedom of speech, freedom of movement. And I asked myself, are those constitutional rights echo the free movement we have if we have free movement after we have died. When those constitutional rights are here, it's from the self because the self wants to protect itself. But how does it go after we have died? Are there any ethics of the movement after we have died? Or the movement flows from the very nature of what we are and the level of awareness that we are at. Yes. Yes, for the above. The latter, not the whole thing. So are there any ethics or we just flow and we flow from our nature as love? Is it all automatic from what we are? Each naturally being, flowing, moving, doing from within the level that it's at. How does it work afterwards? If we operate and flow from the degree we are at, is there a choice for our movement? We take decisions. You move as what you are, and that movement is in sync with everything else. It isn't held together by ethics, morals, or principles. It's all by direct knowledge moving intimately. It's all real and in perfect balance, regardless of the level that you're at. With this realization, there was a surge or consolidation of the body of love. Can you say something about that? As you become realized as a being, 
with that integrating yourself. You are a multi-leveled, interdimensional body of love. Does that have any connection to a super soul, which you once talked about? Yes. Can you say a little more about that term? In a body, the soul is the most difficult form of you and level of you to perceive because it's evenly distributed in all of your levels and all of your forms. Your presence of soul and its form is equally in your personality as it is in all of your being. So regardless of your mobility between levels, which is all contrasted one level from another, there isn't the contrast of your soul as you move from one level to another. It's the same. So regardless of your movement, you'll not see your soul. Whereas after you've died, it's the most upfront form of you, the most visible level of you. It's what you first see in anyone you meet. And it's what is first seen of you in you. There's nothing more prominent than your soul. It isn't meant to be seen in form. In form, it's enough for you as awareness to know the truth within, to be that, to move as that. There's no greater seeing that's necessary. In a body, here in so many different levels of polarization, being you, awareness, being what you know, being what you really are, despite how different your environments are, the environments of yourself, others, and the world, despite the differences, that you still be what you really are and you don't leave that for anything that takes place in yourself, in your body, in your experience. That has you being your soul, without even realizing it, and it doesn't need to be realized. The importance is that when you're being what you really are, your soul will develop, especially in contrasting not real but actual environments. In being what you really are, despite these not real environments, as you realize what you really are, because you're being it, you start to realize what you are as a being. 
in being that many more unseen levels of you in the midst of these not real environments. It's possible to become conscious, more than just conscious as you, but conscious as a soul because of how deeply you're being it. It's not the same thing to be your soul after you've died and to be and fulfill your soul in a body, a self, a world that isn't like what you really are, that is all actual but not real. To be your soul in such an extreme non-soul environment has you entering functionality as a soul that you won't come into after you've died, even though your form as a soul is most prominent and seen, known, transparent, understood. To be what you really are in this non-soul environment in this world exercises depths of your soul, moves the evolution of your soul, in ways that may take, in a relative manner of speaking, so many, many thousands, and in some cases, millions of years of transparently being your soul in a perfect soul environment after you've died. Because there isn't the contrast There, you and your environment are perfectly suited to each other. Here in this world, what you really are, and all these seen environments of your body, yourself, your personality, the world, are not the same as you. They're not suited to you. They are, however, massively suited to the extreme evolution of your soul. Because nothing exercises your soul as much as you being what you really are in an environment that isn't the same as you. After you've died, it's an eventuality that you will become a super soul. You being here in a body, in this world, it is not an eventuality. It's most unlikely, but possible. And it's the truth in that that brings you here.
and it's the first truth that becomes covered. As soon as you start to relate in any way at all to your experience as being you, there you enter the beginning of being here in a body, in a self, in this world, in a way that is actual, but not real. As you continue that course, you lose your innocence. You start to believe on the basis of your seen forms, yourself and your personality in this world, that you are really something and somebody, positively and negatively. That is the end of real presence. As you be your sense of individuation in coming into yourself, you lose intimately being direct knowledge. You lose being all of your original codes. And you turn into code provided for you by the genetics in yourself and by the norms of the world. All of that being so actual, but not real. It's not you. It's you having become lost in your sense of self. And the personal, personally experienced placement of that in this world. That makes your context in existence, actual existence, but not integrated existence, not real existence. It makes the context of you, your genetic self, and the world, instead of the context of you starting with you and instantly opening up to everything that is more than you. It is our opportunity to be a super soul here in the body, and it may grow here in this world much faster than it would be after we have died, where we automatically become a super soul, but perhaps of a different degree. That takes a a very long time. There. Yes. When I realized the fact that I have no rights, afterwards I saw that here the contrast makes a field for rapid evolution. Whereas after we have died, since everything comes from our very nature, 
then it's also smooth that it just flows and there is nothing to make it grow. There is. Because there is so much known in seeing each other. You can see the different levels. So there is a contrast present. All of that contrast is perfectly suited to you. So it's invitational, but without absolutely any tension or difficulty. It's perfectly relaxing. So you naturally develop in such an environment, but compared to here, where there's such extreme amounts and levels of tension, hardship, difficulty, that the rate of development in being you isn't the same. It's a little bit like the difference between having a body and everything in your environment, everything you do, doesn't require the full use of your body. So you're never working hard. There's never a cause for even working extremely hard with your body. So everything on a physical level is flowy, relaxing, not at all challenging to your body. For you to come into the potential of how your body is able to function won't be realized because it isn't needed. Put your body in an extreme environment where all of its deeper levels of capacity to grow and develop and get stronger is needed. And if you're in that, your body will grow. The strength and density of your bones, your sinew, your musculature will all greatly develop. So then through so much physical hardship and difficulty, where so much is demanded of it, you realize the potential of your body. That's a little bit what it's like to be a soul here in levels and levels of environment that isn't like your soul and isn't suited to your soul. So being what you really are in such an environment extremely exercises, draws from and uses what you really are. So it develops that much more deeply, that much more powerfully. This is the existence part of us. How does the pre-existence enter this and change this? It's all there. You have your being perfect and complex, real form of you. But it's all unseen. And then you have your body, yourself, that is not real form of you. 
it's a genetic pass on. It's past genetics that you're put into or that you come into. These past genetics, all physical, that's your body. And that makes up your seen functionality that is not like you and it is not like a being. It's all polarized. It's very gross, very dense. And it's almost completely made of likes and dislikes. It doesn't function as intimacy and love. It is not form of intimacy and love. It's form of all past practice. It's form of what your ancestors have done with that body of self and then passed on to another genetically. And then it's passed on to you. You land in it. Now it's your body. What are you going to be in that passed down body to you? Are you going to be true to you? which comes only by direct knowledge. It doesn't come with physicalized evidence. It doesn't come with form. Your body and yourself is not form of you. All you have to represent you is the intimacy of direct knowledge. And that intimacy, that direct knowledge doesn't come from your body, it doesn't come from your genetics, yourself, or this world. It comes from you. So if you are not rested within unconditionally, you won't first and directly know. You will first experience your body, yourself, and this world and you'll judge what's real based on what is actual, which covers the real, covers you. And you become lost in the experience of your body, your genetics, yourself, your personality, your apparent sense of individuality and placement in this world. It all blinds you to the real, which is you. And the you, me, is changing by injections from the beyond. It changes you only where you are being you. Injections of the beyond, of what is before reality into reality, that changes reality. But if you are not being what you really are, all changes in reality, the development of reality is going to create 
more pressure for your sense of individuality in an artificial and genetic self. In your sense of individuality, you'll defend yourself from reality. Because reality isn't individual. Reality is form of being. It's all interconnected through the flow of being. So in you being yourself and its placement in this world where you have your place positively and negatively, you'll live defending yourself from what threatens yourself, and that is sameness. Sameness, realness, love, flow of being, isn't particular to the individual. It's particular to you. It doesn't see the individual sees you. As you respond in the midst of your genetic self and its placement in this world, as you respond to you, your whole sense of self-importance and life importance fades. And what replaces that is the nurture of you, the nurture of being, the nurtureful streaming of being, the nurture of love. As soon as you are contextualized by your sense of self, you'll naturally respond deep within to the sameness of love, you'll naturally respond to beingness and to being in your heart. All of that is a threat to yourself. So while it deeply meets you and that registers in yourself, so you come to have a value of that nurture, you can't live without the nurture But at the same time, the nurture threatens your individuality, your placement in this world. You have only the time in your life here to know, to realize, to be, and to become. And then you die. It's a short time. The importance of being here in a body, in a self, doesn't come from your body, yourself, your genetics, 
the development of any of that and your life. The importance of being here in all of that resides in you, not in your farms, not in your experience. It's not in your genetics. You're here to be what you are after you've died while you live in the midst of levels and levels of physicalized environment that isn't like you. Bye for now. Bye, John. Bye, everyone.